Welcome to another edition of the Tyler and Toddy Show. Uh, as always, I am Tyler Fabas, joined by my partner here, Connor Caligari. Connor, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty well. The week's winding down. We got a pretty decent slate of games this Saturday, but before we dive into those and before we dive into uh, reviewing what we did last week, we have a little bit of breaking news you want to discuss, don't you? Uh, yeah, just uh, just a little bit. Um, hold hold for the hold for the sound effect uh so the florida game which was of much controversy florida um, LSU. last weekend the florida lsu game it uh, uh as everybody knows got canceled because of hurricane matthew and news as of a couple hours ago got rescheduled to florida playing in baton rouge um on November 19th, so Florida forfeits their home game against Presbyterian, pays them the fee to get out of the game, and plays them the buyout, and then it is now playing in Baton Rouge. Um, so just a really interesting turn of events. Uh, I, first of all, I just want to go back to the, the, the timeline of what happened with the with the game cancellation. Um, I think Florida Florida tried to handle it as best they could. It's been compared a lot to that. South Carolina game last year and to the LSU-Arizona State game that happened after Hurricane Katrina, which both were vastly different scenarios than this scenario. That Katrina game, the Katrina had happened about a week before, and there was a lot of flooding and damage. Katrina hit landfall August 29th and was there for about three days, and the first home game that they had wasn't until September 10th. And so they had a very long time to realize that there was a bunch of destruction. They weren't going to be able to play a home game with the surrounding communities. And they moved the game away. And it's a very different situation. Out of conference game, one-time thing. Not a conference game. Not as important to their schedule as, say, a game when both teams are fighting for the SEC championship. And the South Carolina game last year, that they knew that their whole town was flooded um uh, on that sunday and knew the game was going to be unplayable uh south carolina had already been having a, a poor season at that point and probably knew they weren't that good and the athletic director is still people are still not happy with him that he just willingly moved the game to uh lsu um the administration and people inside the athletic athletic association aren't happy with him um, from a report that Pat Dooley was saying earlier this week. So just very, first of all, there's very separate situations. In this situation, we didn't know how Florida was going to be affected on game day. The, uh, the city couldn't even guarantee Florida that they have enough staff members and public officials to be able to work the game as of Thursday of that week. Uh, Florida didn't want to just move the game to Baton Rouge because they, you as of earlier in the week, they thought they could still play it in Gainesville, and it takes a lot to move 150 people on a plane and travel. So I just got a lot out there at the beginning. Any reaction to my initial statements? Yeah, absolutely um, there, buddy. Uh, so a couple <laughs> things to mention, and I, and I kind of agree with everything you uh, you said. I never really knew which side to take. It always seemed like it could have been handled um, at the very minimum, a little bit better on both ends, you know, communication-wise with the public. Um, but regardless, yeah, in hindsight, it really does look like, you know, uh, Florida was trying to do things uh, the right way. 
Um, now, having said that, and it's great that they're going to play the game, I mean, this has some lasting effects outside of this season. Um, to narrow it down to this season, yes, with Florida for the SEC Championship game, LSU has some delusion that they forgot that they have an interim coach, uh, that they're not that good. I don't think they're a contender at all for the West, but they, you know, they're kind of going all out with that. And so you think about it, LSU could have an, like a badass new head coach next year. Um, and, and bring in a couple big recruiting classes, but they got to go to Florida for two straight years now. Um, next year, um, uh, what uh, LSU's away schedule is like? They're at Florida, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, and at, at Tennessee. So yeah. that schedule is, is too tough to make a run. Uh, secondly, Florida now has you know you strategically. I remember a few years back, Ole Miss always played Alabama and LSU either both on the road or both at home, and when they added A and M and Missouri to the league, you were going to have to switch up the rotations. And so uh, the athletic director, Ross Bjork at, uh, at Ole Miss, volunteered to play Alabama again in Tuscaloosa just to break that up. So, you know, you're either in Tuscaloosa um, or in Baton Rouge on opposite years. Now Florida is, is you know, set up to where they play LSU, Tennessee, and Florida State, all either at home in the same year or all uh, on the road at the same time. And so, like, people are happy that this game got – scheduled and i get that i think you have to take a, i don't i'm not saying that's better or we, worse we play than lsu we play lsu again at home in 18 so it goes back to normal hmm does it yeah okay so we play back to back back to back home games so it's seven if we just switch home and home and away uh 16 and 17 and then 18 it goes back to the normal schedule where we play Tennessee and LSU at opposite uh, opposite years. All right, so take forget what I just said there. Then just uh, go with what I said about. We'll, L- we'll, edit, we'll edit that out. About we'll um, out. just go with uh, thinking about LSU. LSU's now pretty much thinks that they have a shot this year, so it just shows even more delusion and um, like kind of craziness with the situation there. And they really shoot themselves in the foot big time for the next couple of years if they do get that big coach. I mean, that could be something that deters a guy from wanting that job right away. Well, yeah, if you look at the, even their schedule this year, they're going to play Alabama at Arkansas, then have Florida at home now that November 19th, and then go play Texas A&M Thursday. So they could very conceivably uh, lose uh, four, four games in the last, their last four games right there. So that's a tough end of the end of the year schedule, and you have an interim coach. What are you really playing for this year? Uh, I've been reading the LSU message boards, and some people are like, "Yeah, Orgeron finish. If, if or- Orgeron finishes the season well, then we're obviously going to offer him the the head coaching job. Like, why would you want Orgeron to be uh, your head coach? You you either want Orgeron to be your coach, or you want Urban Meyer to be your coach, and Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. Just crazy delusional fan base, and. It, Everybody over there is saying that Florida was scared to play them. Oliva was the guy that the past couple of years has been having saying that he wants the Florida to be taken off the schedule. Oliva and Les Miles because they don't like us being their cross conference opponent when other people get to play Vanderbilt and Kentucky. Yeah, Oliva. But, Oliva had the wrong message. He was treating Florida like they played for Duke lacrosse. <laughs> yeah. So, but I. I mean, yeah, Florida. Maybe didn't handle the weather hurricane situation as well in terms of postponing the game. But ultimately, it wasn't even Florida that canceled the game. It was the SEC that canceled the game because Florida didn't want to travel to Baton Rouge. Uh, We didn't have enough enough time when that decision was made. Um, And ultimately, the SEC canceled it. 
Yeah, it was sunny in Gainesville on Saturday, but there were people 50 miles away, 75 miles away in St. Augustine that was under complete destruction where a lot of uh, Florida personnel and city workers had to go and help. And there were two hundred, two and a half million people without power and 19 deaths. And journalists and trolls like Clay Travis out there saying that Florida's just scared to go play LSU and we tried to manipulate the system. Just murdering um, people online. Yeah, and so... I don't know. It's it just made me really upset that there were just like LSU beat writers and journalists and national people coming out and just saying ridiculous, factless, baseless things about the game that they had they had no they just didn't have any facts about and it was just insane. Um, Wilbon Wilbon came out really hard on PTI yesterday and was going off about LSU. Just imagine Wilbon saying this. He goes, "I think Alabama and Florida ought to tell LSU and Mr. Oliva to go to hell." Oh. And they've got, they've got the school <laughs> that's not even smart enough to wait to the end of the season to fire their coach. So I'm not taking any suggestions from LSU. <laughs> uh, classic Will Bond, but you know we covered that in depth, and I think that we finally got it figured out. I, yeah, I, I can obviously see as a Florida fan, you want to make sure that you cover, you know, your basis, and you don't get you know shamed for uh, what wasn't happening, like a lot of people made it out to be, but. Now that we talked about that, um, speaking of hurricanes, you know who you know who handled the hurricanes pretty well last week? The Knolls. Florida State in my lock of the week. Florida yeah. State took down. Uh, it was a scare for a while. They covered, um, but I think you know I, I I came away not happy that I was right about FSU, but I was actually surprised that Miami was as good as they were. Uh, and, and I think that program, I, I obviously thought it was going in the right direction before with the, the reasonable success against lesser opponents this year, but um, they played a good game. It seemed like uh, hard rock, the hard rock was rocking. And so, you know, I, I was impressed with FSU, but a, a big cover for your boy. They were rocking so much, they had to throw bottles and trash on the uh, FSU team. Yeah, who was, someone was like, one of our friends was like, can you believe all those FIU fans are <laughs> <or> throwing trash? <laughs> FIU grads. FIU grads. FIU grads. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was ridiculous. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, I don't think either either team played a, played a great game in that one, but it was, it was definitely entertaining. I was at the uh, Florida State Bar again for that one, and... After that extra point miss, it got pretty. It got pretty lit. Um, another one of the big games last week was that Tennessee Texas A and M game. Um, really exciting one. Tennessee had seven turnovers, but almost seven hundred yards of total offense. Um, was able to pull that one out and cover, get the cover. And uh, I guess I think we we had it at seven, but. I think the game landed on six and a half, and they got the cover in overtime with that interception. Um, but you're really, just trying really to say you won the bet. The te- I took, Texas I took A&M. Tennessee. Yeah, the Texas A&M um, defense didn't look as hot as they had looked early in the season. Um, so it, it, interesting to see how how Tennessee rebounds from that against uh, Alabama this week. But yeah, what, well, did you have any thoughts on that one? I was kind of. You know, it, it kind of both things I thought would happened really ha- ended up happening. I guess you could say. I mean, it, it kind of showed the Texas A&M probably isn't as good as people think. Uh, the same with Tennessee. Uh, it, a, a crazy like bananas, banana land game. Uh, just crazy uh, the way it ended. But I, I guess I, I just kind of took away what my uh, 
when I was preconditioned to think about those teams and, and just kind of further validated that. Uh, one that I was wrong on was, you know, they had a chance to cover towards the end of Alabama versus Arkansas. Alabama looked really, really good again. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, Bama, Bama, Arkansas was wild as well. Uh, Austin Allen just threw in for 400 yards, a lot of it garbage time yards. Um, they were able to get the 500 yards of total offense, but they got down down early and uh, turned it over five times. Their offensive line is not good. They've Arkansas's offensive line has been really good in the past. They're far from good this year. Uh, Tim Williams was in the backfield all night making tackles. Um, they couldn't run the ball. They got to that early deficit. Pama got a couple uh, defensive touchdowns. Mika Fitzpatrick, three interceptions. Um, the Bama line, I don't think, allowed uh, a sack, and they only allowed one hurry. And then the Bama D had seven sacks, 10 tackles for loss, and 12 quarterback hurries. So real difference there. Bama's D is still the best in the nation. Um, really, really interesting, exciting game. They uh, did a little Texas A&M uh, Arkansas teaser. Got in, got in the number there. But there just barely beat it into 20 at the end there but uh alabama same story Ar- at arkansas is a tough place to play but bama just dominant on both sides of the ball one thing to watch is that bama offensive lines didn't look great either and um they uh <clears throat> they, they were getting they were getting uh some decent some decent pressure on the quarterback even though they didn't allow a sack but they didn't run they didn't run the ball as well um I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens this week for their game, but pretty, pretty uh, not as exciting game as I thought it would be. I thought Arkansas would play well at home and kind of keep it close with Bama there. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, th- there was I guess the only really crazy game was Texas A and M Tennessee, but you know it was a decent week of football. Yeah. Good games to watch all the time. But mm-hmm. uh, that was last week. This is this week. What are the games we got today? All right, uh, first one I'll start with just off the bat, uh, Missouri at Florida. Um, Florida is a 13.5-point favorite. Uh, Florida finally getting back on the field after an unexpected bye week last week. Um, I'll just run through my thoughts real fast. Uh, They're getting Luke Del Rio back on offense after a short injury hiatus. uh, you can see Appleby has like the raw talent, but he doesn't really know the offense as well. It's pretty clear. Um, it's prone to make some mistakes. He had a big interception in the second half of the Tennessee game, and just he he's good at throwing that deep ball. But really, that Jim McElwain offense is flowing really well when you can get those guys crossing over the middle and have the play action pass and hit people accurate and kind of give it to the playmakers and make the plays. And you can see that Apple Appleby misses. The short, easy throws, the people are open, and they, Florida can get into several three and outs, um, and it just it makes the offense look really ugly, really quick, really quickly. So it would be interesting to see if they can find that firepower they had in that LSU game. Um, one thing I was doing some research this week at the old office, and uh, went to uh, one of my favorite websites, FootballStudyHall.com. <laughs> they have a stat. <laughs> they have a stat called uh, ISO PPP which measure, measures explosiveness on kind of offense and defense. And Missouri actually ranks uh, 26th in uh, offensive passing explosiveness. 
Um, Florida's defense has been pretty good. They're top 10 in the nation, but they're actually 79th in defensive passing explosiveness, so they give up some big plays. You kind of saw that in the uh, second half of the Tennessee game. Just people running wide open all over the field, a lot of run, a lot of long passes. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if we can – Drew Locke's been playing really well. I think he has like 1,500 yards and already 16 touchdowns this year or something. So he's been playing really well at the quarterback position. It'll be interesting to see if Florida's able to uh, stop big plays from happening because that's kind of been a kryptonite for that Florida defense. So who are you picking? Uh, I was going to listen to your analysis a little bit, but I'm going to – I'm going to pick uh, Florida. I think they, they cover. The Florida Alliance um, is, is more healthy this week. They're getting the two guys back. Uh, I think they're going to be able to push around Missouri in that run game and kind of have their way um, offensively and hopefully be able to stop Missouri from getting big plays. Uh, everybody will be pumped to be back in Gainesville uh, and play football after a long, dramatic week in the news. I think Florida comes out and and beats him and i'll be in i'll be in attendance in that one so whoa whoa okay so checking in that's, live. that's like a that's like at least another three-point boost on the home field boost. yeah that's a teaser in itself um so i think the explosive play thing yeah they can throw the ball around a little bit but it, it's super misleading uh they scored 61 on eastern michigan and scored 79 79 points on delaware state um outside of that they scored 27 on georgia um, and uh, Georgia is really bad on defense, but so I think that the explosive stack can be a little misleading. I think I don't think this is close. I think Florida wins by three touchdowns. Um, I think Florida, you know, when Florida is, is playing well, it's like you said, it's not the huge plays. It's like, you know, kind of a, a death of a, a thousand uh, paper cuts and, and just hitting people in space and extending drives. Um, then maybe you break a few tackles and you, and, and you have a big play. Uh, that being said, you know I still think I don't think Missouri is very good at all. Um, they 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 were close with Georgia. Georgia sucks, um, and so you know Gators cover in the swamp. Print the shirts. Love it, love it. All right, next one uh, I have right here is uh, seven p.m. or Ole Miss at number twenty-two Arkansas, number twelve Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss is a seven and a half point favorite. Are they still seven and a half? I believe it's still at seven and a half. Yes. All right. Yeah. So I as mean, of like three o'clock the, today. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Somebody's been looking at the lines. No, I don't, um, know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, remember the big game last year between these two? Okay. Maybe still haunts you. Uh, had a chance to go to the SEC championship game. Big fourth and twenty-five in overtime. Um, what are your thoughts here? Uh, not as good anymore after you brought that up. But, yeah, everyone's going to remember <laughs> that. Uh, obviously, Arkansas coming off a tough uh, body blow kind of theory game against Alabama last week. There's no traveling, so they got that going for them. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I think this is a classic tease play. You tease down Ole Miss and you tease down that over. Um, but outside of that, as far as you know, the X's and O's go, I think uh, Ole Miss is going to have their way throwing the ball. Um, the one thing that scares me on the defensive side of the ball for the Rebels is that their weakness, and to call it a weakness is an understatement. It's it's truly, um, they're they're you know they're terrible at linebacker, and so um, Arkansas will have tight ends running wide open all day. Um, now I, I I do think that we'll be able to get pressure on them uh, a lot. Um, and I think Ole Miss is going to win. I think they're going to cover. I, I don't know if I would take it at seven and a half. I might buy it down to seven. I think they can win by two touchdowns, though. Um, and I think Arkansas is a little overvalued. Uh, 
I think the game last week looks a little, even though it wasn't that close, looks a little closer than it looked when you watched it. Um, they played te- they played Texas uh, TCU really tight, and if you look at TCU, they're they are not a good team. If you look at the teams they played, they beat Kansas by one, um, and so they mm-hmm. played Texas A and M close. And after last week, I'm not so sure Texas A and M is as good as that we thought most people were saying too. So things with yeah. games games start to play, you get more um, you know more evidence and. Um, you know, stats to play out. You, can you kind say of see you don't those. want to play my favorite game. <laughs> are, they are, they, are they good? Are they good? Are they good? No, I don't think Arkansas is that you don't good. Want to play? I think I think almost can give up like twenty eight or thirty five points and still win by two touchdowns though. So uh, reps to cover seven and a half. Woo! Oh man. I mean that Arkansas home field advantage didn't look that great last week, but uh, I mean well, they've won they've won Alabama. once there in the last sixteen years, so yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think Ole Miss is the best two loss team in the nation. Um, uh, Florida State, even though they beat uh, Florida State, beat them. I they should have beat. They, looks like it. It looks like they should have. They're a better team than Florida State, I think. Yeah, and Florida State looks like a der- different team without Dermot James, uh, defensive back, out there. But yeah, um, that's true. Arkansas. Uh, one thing I do know for sure is Arkansas is not the best two loss team in the nation. Um, they've been giving up a lot on defense. Um, I think Ole Miss is kind of hitting its stride. They've been playing really well. That just blew out Georgia a couple weeks ago. Um, I really see them winning by more than seven and a half here, putting up a bunch of points. Um, I have a spe- I have once we pick our next game, I got a special teaser. Including this game right here, I'll just go ahead and give it. I just gave you my teaser. I tease. I think you tease both. I think you tease in game. I think you tease it down to almost plus one and a half, and then the. uh, I know you said it. Yeah, but I'm I'm going to tease two different games. One of the other games that we're going to talk about. All right. So one point. One point before we move on. Yeah. I think Ole Miss is going to try to run the ball too much. I think uh, Arkansas is really bad against the run, so I think Hugh Freeze is, and he's had some success in the past couple weeks. I think they're going to run the ball too much. Just my personal opinion. Um, but go ahead with your teaser, my friend. Well, one of the first part of my teaser is uh, going to be tease uh, Ole Miss down to minus uh, minus one and a half. But the second part will be a future game, so I don't want to give away my pick before we analyze it, but. This the next game we're gonna pick is uh, 8 p.m. Saturday, so we got a nice little night slate here. Number two, Ohio State at number eight, Wisconsin. Um, Ohio State is a 10 point favorite. Um, so Wisconsin going through the early season gauntlet um, had battled with Michigan a couple weeks ago, 14-7 game, but I kind of still felt like uh, Michigan was in control that whole game. Um, they clearly were the more talented team. Even though they only won by seven, missed a bunch of field goals. Um, yeah, missed a bunch of field goals. Had a bye week last week. Um, Wisconsin's obviously very good defensively with what they held Michigan to and Michigan State to and LSU to. Even though LSU is not that hot defensively or offensively, I mean, I guess well, it's prior to Brandon Harris going out. Um, Ohio State's been really dominant on both sides of the ball. Haven't played anybody besides. Oklahoma, but until I see something different, I'm always going to take all herbs in, in these games. Urban and an urban and a night game on the road in Madison. Uh, it's just going to be wild atmosphere. Urban Meyer loves nothing more than taking his team on the road uh, and a crazy atmosphere against somebody else and just getting the victory. Um, 
I the over under in this game is at forty four. I really like the over. Yeah, really, really like the over. Um, if you're gonna put a teaser in there, go ahead and tease that over down to thirty eight and go over. I mean, I, it's gonna be like a twenty eight to twenty eight seventeen game. That's that's over. Um, I mean, I like Ohio State in this, and I like it over. I think there's gonna be some points scored. Possibly Ohio State getting out to their early lead in Wisconsin, having to to pass a lot. But JT JT Barrett's awesome. That offense is like a well-oiled machine. They can run, they can throw. They got playmakers all over the field. Defensively, they're tough enough. So I think they get the cover, and I love the over in this game. And my teaser is is uh, Ole Miss and Ohio State. Go Ohio State down to minus four. Ole Miss down to minus one and a half. I think that's the lock of the century. Wow, I love that teaser. And they say, you know, when you do a teaser, you, the point manipulation is where you need to win the bet. That means you know what you're doing. Um, yeah. But I completely agree. I think Ohio State is going to blow them out. I think they are going to yeah. go into um, to Wisconsin and just crush them. You're right. Urban Meyer at night, big game. You know, they, they just – I haven't watched them a ton. I, I watched their highlights, and they look really, really good. Um, and you know the yeah. talent levels there. And I still don't think Wisconsin is is anything special. I, I can't believe they're eight. And it's just – I mean it shows you how little this rankings, these rankings matter uh, considering uh, like how bad the preseason rankings are. It's, they're still the same people doing it. Yeah. And so they still suck. Um, and so completely agree. Ohio State, love the teaser idea. Gonna jump off this right when we get done and lock it in. <laughs> Michigan State look doesn't look great, and LSU obviously wasn't very good at the beginning of the season, and still might not be very good. But offensively, they were atrocious. So they scored seven points against Michigan last week. Um, I think they'll score more against Ohio State because I think Michigan's one of the best defenses in the nation. But still, I mean, they're obviously very good defensively, but offensively, they're just not anything exciting. And I I love that we agree there. I love that I love that pick. All right, so, we got both, one more to go. Both on Ohio State, one more to go. The uh, biggest game in the SEC this week um, might decide the might be a big play in both sides in the East and the West. Uh, Three thirty, we got Vern and Gary. Uh, number one Alabama at number nine Tennessee. Alabama is a twelve and a half point favorite. I think it might have gone up to thirteen at this point. Um, one thing, just sidebar quickly, um, I live with three FSU kids, and I was kind of stunned to hear that there's a large population of people out there. I mean, I've heard people complain about it, but there's a large population of people out there that just hate Vern and Gary. I guess I live in my own SEC bubble, and people are like, they're biased against the SEC. It's like they're always announcing SEC games. What do you expect? What do you expect them to talk about? They're obviously going to talk favorably about the SEC, and the SEC is the best conference, so... I don't. I don't get it. But I was listen. Just you don't really... need to be, and they don't need to be like uh, the best call guys ever. They, Vern make, is old. He makes mistakes. Yeah. He makes the game more That's enjoyable. What... I don't care. Vern's what like they Stu- Vern's like Stugatz. Like yeah. they're, they're mistakes, but they're cute mistakes. It doesn't take away from Vern's the game. Vern's adorable. All. all right. Anyway, back to the game. I just had to get that off my chest. Thank you. Um, a lot of things to get. You're like my therapist today. A lot of things to get out there. Story of my life. Um, <laughs> uh, so. Last, this is the last four of uh, Tennessee's really tough, tough slate here. Um, they lose; they no longer control their own destiny in the East. Um, that Florida LSU game that got rescheduled is going to be a lot more important. Um, and Bama, if, obviously, if they lose here, then they 
lose control of that that west um so it, it opens it up opens up the door a lot more uh 12 and a half a lot for a tennessee team that played pretty well aside from the seven turnovers which is kind of weird saying but they played pretty well last week and uh, alvin Kamara. I think he had 150 yards receiving and 150 yards rushing last week. Uh, Texas A&M is pretty good defensively. Tennessee looked, honestly, a lot better last week than I thought they looked. Uh, Dobbs threw a couple interceptions, but the offense had 684 yards. So I am actually I actually like uh, Tennessee plus 13 here to get the cover. I can easily see Alabama just blowing them out. But I think that's a lot of points on the road in the SEC and a pretty pretty good home game. Uh, was it last year or there, three years ago where Tennessee went to Bama and played them really tough down to the end? I think that was last year, right? Uh, it was last year. It was a very close game towards yeah. the end. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I just think that's a ton of points for a quality quality team on, on the road here. Yeah, I saw something uh, today or I watched a video and I think they said, you know how golden, the golden Nuggets, the first ones always come out with the uh, – like you know, future yeah. games right in the summer, mm-hmm. it opened up at Tennessee plus one, and so like people oh. were lining up at the window. This game, Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee, Alabama, and then uh, I think once the season started, it got down to like Alabama minus three, and now it's at Alabama minus thirteen. It's like, I mean, Tennessee is isn't as good as I think people thought they were going to be. I, I never thought they were going to be that good, but I still don't think they're that bad. Um, I agree yeah. with you. I think. I mean, regardless of what happened last week, that place is going to be rocking, I think. I don't think there's yeah. going to be a letdown. I don't think it's going to be like an Arkansas-Ole Miss situation. I think the stadium is going to be, is going to be pretty pumped. Um, and this is their season on the line, man. It, this is it. Um, now, that doesn't translate yeah. to a win, but I think it certainly will. Um, you know, I think they cover. I, I was leaning um, towards blowout earlier, but I, I like Tennessee with the points um, to keep it kind of close and maybe, um, you know, Alabama puts them away late. Dual, th- dual threat quarterbacks do tend to, you know, throw Saban off um, when they do get thrown off. And so, you know, Josh Dobbs can throw all of his flutter balls every other pass, but then run, break, have those crazy plays where he breaks and tackles the backfield uh, and then, you know, takes him down the field uh, for a touchdown. So I think in a fairly high scoring game, give me Tennessee plus 13. Yeah. I mean, that this is kind of the culmination of the. Butch Jones era. I guess you could say that for a lot of games this year, but this everybody's been looking forward to this season, and that I mean, if, if, I guess if he didn't have that hail mary pass at Georgia, <laughs> this season would look a lot different for them now. But this is the kind of kind of the culmination of his era. They have a bunch of talent. Um, they need to win this game, and they need to do something this year. They're going to keep kind of being a laughing stock. They allow the uh, Florida or somehow. Georgia, I guess Georgia already has two losses, but if they have Florida to come back and win the East, um, it'll it'll be pretty interesting seeing what the what the Tennessee fans think for that Butch Jones era. But I think this this will be an exciting game at Tennessee. We got we got a few good games this weekend, and uh, excited to watch them. Excited to go to a game down here in Florida. So uh, I <laughs> I'm. Don't have really much else to say. <laughs> but, uh, this is a good signing off. We'll edit this in post. But uh, I hope you have a great weekend, Connor. Thank uh, you. I'm excited to watch some football. Yeah, and, have fun uh, in the game, we man. Will, we will talk to you next week. Yeah, Thursday. Off. I am Tyler Fabush, and uh, he is Connor Caligari. Adios. Yeah, Thursday.